the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast. What is up, Pure Dead Gaming listeners? Here we are with another brand spanking new episode on all things gaming. We are bringing you discussions on all the games we've been playing, including Oddworld, Soulstorm, and this week's Shitty Platinum. We'll also discuss the latest news and share with you another pick of the week. For those of you who don't know, I am Jessica and I'm joined by Craig this week, and we are from the beautiful country of Scotland. We will try to keep explicit language to a minimum, but we are making no promises. Absolutely none. (laughs) Craig, do you want to share what's been happening this week? Yes. First of all, you might be wondering where our third partner in crime is. He is away on a top secret mission this week. He will be back next week and therefore we will get into it a wee bit later on, but we will be postponing the film review, but we have more to discuss on that when we get to it. Uh, This week, I am fucking knackered. (laughs) What is it, Tuesday? It's (laughs) Tuesday. Uh, And it's it's been been a week. It's been a week already. Mm. It's my my second week back playing football. So I've been playing on a Monday night. And yeah, just getting back into it's tough. When I, when I don't play football, I don't do much exercise apart from my work, which is fairly uh, heavy going. But aside from that, I'm not used to running and burning 800 calories yeah. an hour You're and stuff like that. not used to elevating your heart rate. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. So, I mean, well, I am. I mean, pre-pandemic, I would play football at least twice a mm. week. But once the pandemic hit and I couldn't play football I just yeah. downed tools and ate chocolate yeah. but uh, second week back it was actually harder this week than last week for some reason like I felt almost I think I maybe said it last week but last Monday when I ran my vision just became blurry because I was that unfit mm. that didn't happen this week I felt like even just second week back that my fitness had improved a little bit like I wasn't as out of breath I was able to run more but I'm sore today than I was last week like I'm definitely feeling it yeah yeah I've yet to make my gym return although I have been active you know in the house I do do quite a lot yeah, but, you basically just set up a gym in the house and continued on. Yeah, like nothing pretty much. Happened. But um, I've not hit any big numbers here because we are limited in our weight selection. So I'm going to be feeling it, I think, when I do go back. Definitely. Well, that's the thing. Like, we are, I mean, I always we always joke about how busy, I mean, our whole week's busy, but how busy the beginning of our week is. Mm-hmm. Like, if we take it from yesterday morning, I got up at, seven o'clock went to work from half seven until six then quickly grabbed food then went to took a wee boy to football as soon as we came back from that i went to football (laughs) i got home and showered and sat down about half past 10 last night made some notes for this show while falling asleep on the couch went to bed about half one in the morning got up at seven o'clock again have worked all day we're now have had dinner, we're recording a podcast, mm-hmm. and then I'm heading to the gym at 10 o'clock tonight to make my return. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> and, commitment, to be fair. Yeah, and then it's gym tomorrow night at half 10 as well, apparently, mm-hmm. if I survive long enough. But we'll we'll see. I think it's definitely going to be baby weights for me tonight because I'll need to ease myself back in. Like, I'm, I'm bad for 
just sort of battling in and being like, ah, it'll be fine. I'll just just get the big boy weights out. It'll be okay. And then the next day, I can't lift my arms. So I'm going to avoid that as much as possible. Yeah, wise, I think, wise. You won't be partaking in a deep-fried Colin the Caterpillar that one fish and chip shop has decided to create. Is that a joke? No, they have. I've really been enjoying all the Aldi M&S caterpillar nonsense that's been surfaced on Twitter and the whole legal battle and things, but that this has really, really stepped up a notch, hasn't it? Well, I thought I'd been kept, I thought I'd been keeping up with that, but they've honestly, I, yeah, did, well, I take it's in Scotland. No Scarborough. Really? Yeah. This is great news. This is the best <laughs> news ever because this means that England can go and suck a dick because they have been bullying us <laughs> for the best part of 20 years about how we're deep frying everything and it's them that's deep frying a fucking caterpillar you know what a i mean chocolate caterpillar just I, to be clear but what i'm saying is they were giving us at large for deep frying a mars bar mm. which is tiny mm-hmm. i mean a deep fried caterpillar would absolutely murder a human I, the weight of it must be quite something i mean there will be contests of people <laughs> trying to manage to eat that. I don't know if they were selling it by the caterpillar or by the slice. I'm not I would sure. hope it's by the slice because that is <laughs> that's GBH. That's horrendous. Yeah. They better watch. They don't get a legal suit Probably. against them. Yeah. M&S don't fuck about. <laughs> They'll book everybody. We'll be on, we'll be on the list now for talking about it. Mm. Uh, what else has been happening? We had some feedback. Uh, from my, I was going to say rant, but it wasn't really a rant, but my discussion on fanboys last week. As you'd expect, some people agreed, some people disagreed. That's sort of how life goes, I suppose, mm-hmm. uh, which I would expect. But um, yeah, a, a lot of people, when people come back and said about Xbox, the, the, the people that did come back and say that Xbox was riding a wave, it was sort of mostly centred around the value of Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And... I totally get that. Like I I think different gamers place importance on different things. Like to me, I think value is important. Value should be important to every gamer. But to me, quality does outweigh that. And I totally understand that some people for some people that's not the case. Like if I'm looking forward to a game, I will buy it day one rather than wait two months for it to come down. 20 pound in price mm-hmm. like i just i just won't because my want to play a really good game outweighs my desire for a good deal and like i was i can't remember what it was i was discussing it with during the week but the analogy i used was like say like at this year i think pez 2021 is the best football game i've ever played which i have spoken about many times on this podcast FIFA 21, I think, is one of the weakest FIFAs in a long time. It looks incredible. The next-gen version looks unbelievable, but it plays like shit as far as I'm concerned. And so I would rather pay £30 a month to play PES this year than play FIFA 21 if it was a free-to-play game. Mm -hmm. I would literally pay £30 a month to play the better game. Like, so I, I totally get where people are coming from and Xbox Game Pass is amazing value and I use it and I love it. I was just, I had it, I was playing a game off Xbox Game Pass 10 minutes ago mm-hmm. uh, and I think it's brilliant, but um, but I do think that they're needing to back it up with the games and a lot of their games are, 
not coming for for a while. I actually saw there was... It's, it's strange. At the beginning of this week, I, th- I don't know whether it's because Sony have got an exclusive coming out this week, or not necessarily Sony, but just one of the two has an exclusive coming out this week, but fanboys seem to be on edge this week on Twitter. It seems to be... There seemed to be a lot of back and forth, and I saw... There was two guys arguing, grown adults arguing about mm-hmm. computer games, which is hilarious. But they were arguing. One was arguing for PlayStation, saying, "Well, we've got a really great 2021. We've got this, that. We've got Ratchet. We've got Returnal. We've got Horizon. We've got this. We've got all the stuff." And the Xbox gamer was saying, "Well, we've got all these games announced for 2022, 2023, probably 2024." And they they both sort of had po- like valid points. Yeah. Like Xbox, I've got a long roadmap, whereas PlayStation have got they've they've shown what they're going to put out over the next year. And it's I suppose it's whatever you think is better, like mm. like that. Like to me, it depends. Like if Sony later this year then show what they've got for next year, and they continue to do that, like and then there is a continuous flow, then I would argue that. PlayStation's approach is better, but you could argue that maybe PlayStation are putting out all their big guns just now, and then they're going. There's going to be a serious lull mm. in 2022 and 2023, which is when Xbox is going to come on strong. Yeah, so I think all this is arguing back and forth, but nobody really knows. They're all just arguing about their preferred box. Mm. But it's it's definitely been strange. It's like I say, it's it's constant. It's it's every week this sort of stuff goes on, but it does seem to be more so this week. There's a guy that I talk to quite a lot on on Twitter, and he has predominantly been an Xbox gamer, but he's picked up a PlayStation Five. I think he goes back and forth between the two of them, but uh, he's picked up a PlayStation Five, and that's what he's been playing recently. So it was his birthday today. And he just put up a tweet saying, oh, I've levelled up or whatever you do. You know, just a regular tweet to alert people oh, it's my birthday. Mm-hmm. And some absolute nonce replied saying, well, if you bought a PS5, you actually went down a level. Moving from PlayStation to Xbox is actually getting the next gen level up. Sorry, that's just my opinion since I have both consoles. Now, when I saw that, first of all, I thought, what an absolute wanker. Did he even say happy birthday? No, God, no. <laughs> no that was exactly what he said. What I wrote there was his tweet, right? Um, and so the guy, Chris, who's a hell of a nice guy, uh, he had replied to this guy saying, always some twat that tries to shit on your birthday tweet. I enjoy my PS5 immensely and I feel I made the right decision. Glad you enjoy both but please shove your negativity up your ass, mm-hmm. Right? Fair enough response. Now, see when a fanboy comes in and has a really strong opinion, like saying, oh, you fucking leveled down on your birthday because you bought a PlayStation 5, but then ends the tweet with, and I have both consoles. I call bullshit. <laughs> no, you fucking don't, right? For a start, his profile picture is the Xbox logo, right? <laughs> so I did the least amount of digging a human can do, clicked on his profile and scrolled down about 10 tweets. Every single one of them was talking about how shit PlayStation is and how anyone that buys it should be like gunned down in the street. And it's just, it's just such a... I don't know, these people... 
they're not smart individuals. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like people that go on like this have a, I don't know, I'm, I'm making assumptions about the guy, like, but it's proper low IQ tweeting. You know what I mean? Like, just get a grip. Maybe yeah. Maybe, what, you wonder what the agenda is like. I, what, what are you gaining out of it? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like, I just I it's somebody's birthday. Wish them a happy birthday or don't wish them a happy birthday. Don't be a fud about it. <laughs> Absolute tube. Yeah. So another thing that happened in the last week is that we now have a bed. Woohoo! I think last week we had announced that the bed was coming. We can confirm <laughs> the bed is here. <laughs> Arrived on Thursday. Different bed to the original one, just to, you know. Aye. Built built on Thursday, and it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think our our old bed was in such a nick, which is a Scottish term for bad state, (laughs) Uh, just to point that out. It was in such a bad state that when we got the new mattress and threw out the old bed, even the mattress on the floor was comfier than the old bed. Mm Mm-hmm. But my God, what a difference when yeah. it's got an actual base on it. Eh? Indeed, indeed, yes. It's been, it's been really nice. Like I think the first time we laid back on it, we're like, oh, this is how people live. We should have done this years ago. This is great. You even went to bed early last did, night just yeah. to get the full effect of it. Yep. Not no, a night on the couch for you. No, but then I did get up at six o'clock this morning and then also fall back asleep. So Yeah, that was a strange one. I got up and came downstairs and then sat on the couch and then just fell back asleep for like another hour. You know, you probably had more sleep last night than I will have in the next three nights put together. And I'm still knackered somehow. Well, see, to be fair, like, I don't know if the listeners will agree, but I find quite often, and this is possibly because I sleep so little, Mm -hmm. uh, I tend to sleep for like four or five hours a night just because I've got that much stuff that I need to get through. But on nights, there will be the odd night where I just, I'm wiped out and I will go to my bed at 10 or 11 o'clock at night, which would be extremely early for me. Uh, And when I wake up the next morning, usually I feel worse. And I don't know what it is. I think it's because my body sort of gets a taste for it. Like, yep, that's what you need every night. And then I, I don't follow through on that Mm -hmm. but i tend to find a lot of the time that if i get if i went to bed at 10 o'clock tonight like i would feel awful tomorrow which is not natural no probably not but then you're not natural that's true super natural no 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 not that (laughs) you just can't contain your love for me for five seconds can you (laughs) Uh, one other thing before we move on in fact two sorry two more things Retromania Wrestling uh, we reviewed it back on the I think it was the 7th of March on PC it's been an extremely staggered release Uh, it's just I think it's partly PlayStation's fault but it's clearly partly the development team's fault as well it's their first game and it was supposed to come out at the beginning of March uh, or the end of February, I think it might have been. End of February, beginning of March. And the cons- like it was submitted for certification. It failed on various things. Eventually, so it did come out on PC, then eventually it came out on Xbox about a month later. Then a couple of days after that, it came out on Switch. But even that was a month ago mm-hmm. and there's still no sign of the PlayStation version. Oh, really? But it has now appeared on the PlayStation Store and it says coming soon. So it looks like it will release in the next couple of days. 
as of this recording. Uh, I would hope that it will be out later this week, even possibly by the time you're hearing this. Uh, it's been a hell of a delay. Like, I, I do, from what I understand from talking to developers myself, I think it is a little bit more of an ordeal to go through PlayStation certification, but not like this. Like, this isn't... I mean, I'm sure Sony haven't made it easy, but this isn't all Sony. Like, this is clearly like a multitude of things that have happened but it does seem like in the next couple of days that it's going to be out and finally out on all consoles so if you are interested in that game feel free to go back and check out a review that terry did uh, it's dated like i say the 7th of march and it's it's a good game he gave it a solid a solid three out of five stars review and it's fun it's it's a direct sequel to wrestlefest on the arcades and it's worth checking out for sure cool. The other thing, and I have mentioned this podcast before, I'd like to stress again, we're not advertising them. This is not a paid advertisement by any means, but Crime Junkie this week, brilliant stuff. (laughs) Really, really enjoyed it. I don't want to give anything away, but what I would say is to listeners, if you have any interest in true crime, even not necessarily true crime podcasts, but if you listen to, if you watched Making a Murderer, if you like that sort of stuff, check out the latest episode of Crime Junkie because it's going to lead into something very cool later this week, which I think everyone would be interested in. And I'll leave it at that as a wee, a wee kind of cliffhanger. So the last thing would be, there's a film that released... I think early 2000s, called Super Troopers. It's a cult, sort of cult classic. A lot of people listen to this probably will have heard of it, some won't. Funny, just a comedy, or kind of silly comedy, you would say, but I, I love it. I absolutely love the film. The, the team that make it, I think they're called Broken Lizard, and they've done various different things, some of it funny, some of it really bad. They, they seem to be very hit or miss. I found out last week that they have a show that's had two seasons called Tacoma FD and I have to date watched three episodes of it. It's fucking brilliant. (laughs) I highly recommend it. It's Like I say, I, I think these guys have been a little bit hit or miss, but this captures the Super Troopers comedy. So if you've seen that film and you liked it, check out Tacoma FD. Really good. Okay, so as well as this podcast, we also have the puredeadgaming.com website and YouTube and Twitch channel where you can find exclusive reviews and more gaming content with a bit of wrestling thrown in there for good measure. Craig, what is new on the website and YouTube channel this week? Well, it's not live now, but by the time this podcast goes live, the latest episode of the Monday Night Wars recap, which includes... The Raw and Nitro from October 2nd, 1995 will be live. I won't bore you too much with this, Jess. If Andy was here, I would I would <laughs> fill him in a little bit more. <laughs> but it is interesting. On the show, they did have... This was clearly the day before the OJ announcement uh, of whether he was guilty or innocent. So WWF at the time... They they really like to try and sort of capitalize on pop culture, so they ran a poll on their 
900 number so you phone in three dollars a minute and you can decide you can cast your vote whether oj is guilty or not wow really Ah, uh, it was fucking ridiculous honestly like vince mcmahon is going for it the whole hour phone the hotline you can have your say about a murder aye oh he's a fucking idiot honestly like even back then like people think that Vincent Mann's just an idiot now he's always been a fucking idiot no I can believe that aye so he's asking everybody to phone in and then right at the end of the show they gave out the results and it was 51% said innocent and 49 said guilty and I was like not a good not a good day for wrestling fans. It's <laughs> a good day. Although I would say, like at the, t- I mean, I obviously we both lived through it. You'd have been five years old, and I was eight. No, no, you're five years old. Aye, so I'd have been ten. <laughs> but uh, I do remember like hearing about it, but I didn't really. I don't know, register yeah. so much. I wasn't following along with it by any means, but I do understand that at the time there was a lot less information available mm. and like th- that whole, if the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit stuff mm. was quite powerful in the media yeah. at the time. So I can sort of understand it, but see, looking back with 2021 eyes, like half your fucking audience is an idiot. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but hey-ho. Also, uh, we should have later this week the review for The Dark Side Detective. I am reviewing the two games, so both The Dark Side Detective and the sequel, which is called A Fumble in the Dark. I'll talk about it a little bit more in what we've been playing, but I'm doing the review for both games in a one and that should be live again, hopefully, by the time this podcast goes live, although it'll depend on how much I'm flexing my biceps at the gym. (laughs) Because I'm ready to go. Come on! Okay. Did anyone pull us up on anything in last week's episode? I don't think so. Okay. If they did, I blocked it out of my mind. Okay. Ignorance is bliss. Right, indeed. I think we're good, but... Okay, good. Move on. <laughs> yep. As we mentioned last week, a new segment to the show is our gaming movie night. So once a fortnight, we will be watching a game sorry, watching a gaming-inspired movie and discussing our thoughts. So on next week's episode, tune in and we will be discussing the new Mortal Kombat movie. So there's still time to watch it in advance of our discussions if you have not yet seen it. Yep, so we will be covering Mortal Kombat next week, but so as not to break the flow, we will be... The plan is still to do a film every two weeks, but as Mortal Kombat has been delayed till next week, it will be two straight weeks of film reviews. So up on episode 19 will be Far Cry from 2008. Oh, wow. Did they actually make a Far Cry movie? Apparently. We only found out about this uh, in the last... We're looking up for gaming films to review. We're getting a list of them. And apparently they made a Far Cry film in 2008 that is loosely based on the game. Okay. All I know is it bombed beyond <laughs> all belief. Seemingly the... So it'll be good watching then. <laughs> well, according to the Wikipedia, it bombed and then they, they, they named the guy who was the director and it said, as with the rest of his films, this bombed. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> so clearly this guy's a serial loser but the film sits with a 3.1 out of 10 on imdb so that is real shit pretty low pretty pretty low although i'm sure we've watched worse 
Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt we've watched worse. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. The worse it is, the more I yeah, look forward to it because it'll probably be something we can take the piss out of. Apparently, it was a German film, but it is, it's not like subtitled. It is English. Oh, I'm the same. <laughs> uh, but seemingly, it is, it's English spoken, but it was, I don't know if it's a German director or something like that. But yeah, it, it seemingly bombed. When I was talking to Andy earlier in the day, like he said, oh, it must have been, I don't remember this, it must have been a straight-to-DVD thing. And I, I was like, ah, it must have been. And then I looked, it came to the cinema. Mm. But it didn't even make a million dollars. Wow. So it bombed. Okay, so you have Mortal Kombat next week to look forward to and the Far Cry movie the following. How exciting. I know. Wow. <laughs> Palpable. <laughs> okay, so... Our next section, Craig, you're going to have to take the lead on this one. You're going to have to go solo because what we've been playing is basically what you've been playing because I have played jack shit and Andy's not here. Yes. (laughs) Well, I mean, there's not going to be a week when I've not played anything, let's (laughs) be honest. That's what happens when you sacrifice sleep. Uh, Yeah, I've been playing, I don't want to talk again too much about it, especially with the review coming later this week, but I finished off uh, A Fumble in the Dark, the uh, second Dark Side Detective game. Again, just brilliant. Really, really good. I love the art style. I love the comedy. It's it's really well written. Everything about it. Like there was. I don't want to go into too much depth with it, but the fifth case in this one was a wrestling-related case, and... It's something that I will replay numerous times because the callbacks on it are just brilliant. Just really, really good. Like, there's a commentator in it. You're at a live wrestling event and there's a commentator called the $902 man instead of the million dollar man, who's a famous wrestler. And at one point you need a you need a dollar for something. So you go and ask him and he gives you a dollar. But then anytime you go back and speak to him after that, his name's now changed to the nine hundred and one dollar man. <laughs> like it's just it's just little funny things that you might not even pick up on if you're not paying attention, but it's it's really, really good. The, the only negative I have on it is me being the completionist, is I think the trophies are bugged. Like it was the same with the first game, but like in the first game I went in blind. I played through it, I didn't look at a guide, I didn't I just played the game and then after I saw that there was collect different collectible stuff and I went back and got what I'd missed and the trophies never popped and I was like oh, it must not it must not like bank what you've done maybe you have to do it all in the one playthrough mm-hmm. so that it knows so when I started the second game of Fumble in the Dark there was already a guide out so I had that sat at one side and just quickly skimmed to see what I needed to collect so that I made sure that I got all the collectibles on the way so I completed the game and there was a trophy for flashbacks and I definitely saw them all, never got the trophy there was a collectible for like a tra- again a trashy magazine in each episode, I saw each one of them, never got the trophy and there was one about petting animals and there's according to all the guides I've seen, there's three animals. One in episode one, three, and five. And again, I did that, and the trophy never popped. Mm. 
Yeah, that's frustrating when stuff like that happens. It's really annoying. Yeah. And what's what's more annoying is I looked on PSN profiles, which shows you the completion status of all the different games, and there's people that have the platinum. So it's not like it doesn't pop. Yeah. It's it didn't pop for me. Mm. And I don't know why. And because it's a game that hasn't it's not gonna sell big numbers, no one's posting stuff about it, like explaining, oh you have to do it in this way. Like maybe you have to do it in one sitting. Or like I don't know, like once I completed the game and they, ha- they those trophies didn't pop, I looked at whatever episode it was that these bits to collect were available near the beginning of the episode, so that I could go back in and just try and click on it a couple of times and see if it did anything. Mm. And I did, and it didn't. And I thought, oh, maybe if I finish the episode, because maybe if you click on it, it doesn't save it until you have to like then finish that case. Mm-hmm. I tried to do that, didn't work. So. It's frustrating, but I think I'm going to have to just bail out and just not get the platinum on it, which is annoying. And it, Oofed. you can tell, you know, that's going to piss me <laughs> off. Do you know what I mean? But like, I don't know. I don't want to. I have a very limited amount of time to do stuff, and so even though the game is three, four hours, I'm not willing to sit through another three or four hours only for it not to happen again. Like, if, if someone could tell me, no, no, it's because you did this, and if you do it this way, it'll work, I'll do it. But I'm not doing it blind again for it not to work again. So yeah, that was a bit frustrating. Speaking of trophy slash achievements, I also, there's a, another point and click game that I reviewed on the website back in 2018 called A Journey Down. It has three chapters. I... Reviewed it at the time on PlayStation, but I also have it on Xbox. So I thought, I've been slacking a bit with my achievements. So on Sunday, when you were at work and I was looking after our gorgeous children, I had a spare hour and I thought, right, I'll play through this. Because on Xbox, you can get a thousand gamer score for each of the chapters. So loaded up chapter one that's fine had a guide in front of me because i've played through the game before so i was happy just to run through it plus there's also a speed run achievement where you have to do the chapter in 40 minutes or less which is easily doable so i came through to see the kids who were watching a film and i was like right are you happy watching this film ah yes dad we're happy watching the film are you sure yes dad have you got a drink yes dad Right, would you like a little snack? Yes, Dad. Here's some chocolate. Take all the chocolate you want. There's a drink. Here's a film. Sit there for 40 minutes while I do this speed run. Yes, Dad. Went through, started it, and they were back and forth constantly. <laughs> so <laughs> Sounds I, about right. Yep. So I got every other achievement except the bastard and speed run one because they came through one too many times. I lost my place and I must have done it in about 42 minutes. <laughs> and so it didn't pop. So I got 850 gamer score for it and I'm going to have to do it again when the children aren't about for the speed run. But it was it was great returning to it. Like it's a really it's a really fun point and click game. I'm looking forward to doing chapter two and three as well once I go back and do chapter one again for that speedrun trophy. Aside from that, I played a little bit more of Little Nightmares 2. It's a game I've already completed before, uh, but I loved it. Uh, I reviewed it on the, the website on the PC version, but I do have it on Xbox as well. And it's a, it's one I've been playing through with Erin, actually, our daughter. 
and just trying to get all the achievements in that as well. But halfway through just now, we played another, just about half an hour or something like that. She got bored at that point. Like, she's not, her attention span isn't the best. But it remains, like, it's just a reminder that that is one of the best games of the year so far. And anyone that likes that sort of game should pick it up immediately. Because if you like the first game, this is that again, but better. I also oh I've got the platinum in that stupid racing breakthrough. Oh, well done. Thank you. What a fucking pain in the ass that was. <laughs> I mean, seeing total to be fair, I probably put about forty five minutes into it. It's not like it took me that long, mm. but it's the repetitiveness of it though, isn't it? Well, like... I think what you have to do is just go. I mean, don't be wrong, there's people that will do it first or second time. Mm. Like, um, again, I'm not claiming to be amazing at games. But I think for a lot of people, it will be a case where you have to sit for, say, an hour and just lose, 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 lose until you learn the pattern. Mm -hmm. And so what I was doing was I was having three attempts going, ah, fuck this putting it off, trying again, three attempts, get to fuck. You know what I mean? And I, what I should have done was just sit with it. So I think it was Sunday night or something like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, right, I'm doing this. <laughs> and I did it. So that's been erased from the system. And the last thing I played was MLB The Show 21. I've only had a chance to play it for maybe half an hour or so. It's the, f- I think it's the first MLB The Show game I've played. I have played other baseball games. Like I usually quite like the Super Mega Baseball which is like a kind of, it's more of a, like an arcade style game. It's not realistic graphics. It's like, it's quite kind of cartoony and stuff, but it's really good. Uh, this seems really fun. Like from what I've played so far, I managed to get a home run. Got the achievement for getting a 425 meter, I think it was, home run. Well done. Yep, thank you. Very proud of that. So, but it it seems really fun. Like mm-hmm. I like the there's certain like combinations you have to put into the right stick in order to throw the pitches, and I don't know. It just seems very intuitive. Like I like the the base running. It seemed it just the whole game. It seems really cool. Like I would like I'd be very interested in doing like a story mode, like the kind of career mode, and seeing how that is. Um, but I mean, I've not played enough to really formulate an opinion like I, 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 as we spoke about last week it did get or has been getting sort of lower scores than the last couple of years I think possibly because of the jump to next gen mm. a lot of people saying that it's maybe a little bit more of a stripped down version but as someone coming in that hasn't played the previous games like really good okay. I like it I would recommend anyone with Game Pass give it a download okay so next up is our not so casual game club as you may well be aware every month we pick a game to all play and we discuss it at the end of the month and now we are at that time so all play huh well i, I have played it that's i haven't true. finished it i've played it that's true it's more it's more andy fucking dickhead <laughs> so the game this month was odd world soul storm what did we think I didn't complete it. No, I know. I definitely didn't complete it. I wasn't expecting to complete it, though, to be fair. Mm -hmm. You know, see, before Sunday night, I would have been quite down on it. I don't know. I, I, I don't, there was just, 
it was a mixture of maybe other games coming along that I was more interested in and other games maybe retu- like returning to other games, like A Journey Down or something like that. That mm-hmm. was just sort of speaking to me more at the time. But there was something about it, like what I played, I was like, that's good. But I don't, I don't know, I just didn't feel like it... It wasn't pulling me in. Dripping enough, yeah. Yeah. And it, I, I mean, again, I only played a little bit, really, but it's quite quite hard. <laughs> I, I, th- I see to be on yeah like I, I kind of thought that at first as well but there was something on Sunday night I was sitting I was starting to think about the podcast this week and I knew this was the sort of last week we were going to talk about Odd World and I was like no right I need to stick this back on and at least play a little bit more of it mm-hmm. like on this not so casual game club like I don't expect us to finish the games like we're choosing a game a month to sort of focus on just give a wee bit of a spotlight to and talk about and see how we get on with but like if we play five minutes of it or 500 hours of it fine i'm not bothered like we're not obligated at the end of the day but i just thought no i'm gonna stick this on i'm gonna give it another hour see how i get on and see honestly after sunday night i'm gonna continue with it like i'm gonna go back to it after this uh there was just there was something clicked on Sunday night. Like, I don't see before that, I, like, I love stealth games and it is sort of stealth based, but see the whole, like, you've got 20 bottles of fire and 20 bottles of water. There was something about the, all right, you need to start a fire there to burn down a door, but then you need to throw water to put the flames out so that you can walk through it. It just seemed a little bit, I don't know, I was like, why why am I having to do this five times a level? Like, you know what I mean? It just seemed, I don't know, just seemed a little bit not intuitive or something. I don't, I, don't, I can't even put it into words. It just didn't see, it just didn't sit right with me. But playing on Sunday night, something clicked and I, I was starting to enjoy it more. I, like I say, I think I'll, I think I will continue with it. I would see the fact that it's in PlayStation Plus. If you've got a PlayStation 5, definitely try it out. I would say don't judge it based on the first 45 minutes though because I think I did that and I think like it does start to open out like I still I don't find the story that gripping like I I like a good story in a game and I I know there is a story and like you're trying to help these guys escape and stuff like that but there's no emotional connection like they're all just Mm. sort of going each other Uh, like you know (laughs) Help me! Help me! I'm like, I don't, I don't care about your struggle, mate. Like, I don't know, but I, I it, the the stealth aspect of it started to click with me more on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think I'll play a bit more of it, and I would recommend people giving it a go because you're not going to pay for it. Uh, but if if it was like a forty pound game, I would, I don't know that I would be recommending it. That's sort of where I sit. We did get a couple of questions and we got a question from Jack who wrote in and said, who was really clamouring for a new Oddworld game? And that's a fair point. Like (laughs) The series does have its fans, but I don't know that it has enough of them. Like, See, if this game wasn't on PlayStation Plus, I don't think it would have sold that well. Like, I think it was a good move for the odd world team to put this on playstation plus because they've been paid now sony paid them mm-hmm. so they don't need to necessarily worry in the short term about game sales okay. so i think that was probably a good thing because i i don't know like 
I, like, I think there was a bit more of a buzz about it because it was on PlayStation Plus, but even then, like, it wasn't, like, talk of the town or mm. anything like that. So I, I don't know that it would have done that well without it. So Jamie wrote in saying, I know it sounded like you weren't going to have the game finished, but do you think it recaptured the magic of the first game? Not having completed the game, I'm not not best equipped to say that, but I, I don't think so. Like yeah. it, it did seem a little bit not bland, but soulless. <laughs> I don't know. Like and I, I read a few reviews that sort of said a similar thing that it just seemed to just seemed to lack a bit of heart or mm. and I, I don't know like like I say like not having finished it I wouldn't I, I don't think it's fair for me to say that but when I was playing it I did sort of think that I was just like it just there was a hint of something generic about it I can't quite place it but yeah okay yeah I, I, it's, it's hard to place like I say like having not completed the game I don't think it's really fair for me to make a, a proper assessment on it that way but I, I don't I certainly don't think like it's not going to be 10 years from now this won't be remembered like the first game was remembered mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. certainly not yeah yep so for the not so casual game club in the month of may the game we have decided on is resident evil village or resident evil 8 whichever you prefer to call it the game releases on the 7th of may so we won't be talking about it next week yeah it'll be releasing a week on friday but uh that will be the game we will be discussing it seems like a a no-brainer really it's the biggest i would say it's the biggest one uh that's quite good isn't it <laughs> i never even thought of that a no-brainer god i'm clever <laughs> i like that i like that a lot uh yeah it's going to sell really well a lot of people are going to be playing it it's it's a it's going to be a good game for discussion i think mm. so and it's, Do- it's available on last gen and current gen systems yeah we normally try and all play this but i think this is a wee bit unfair on me because not a chance my playing anything scary it's fucking terrifying by the way i know that's why i don't want to play it we could play through it together right i'll watch i'll i'll caress you cover my eyes Hi, i'll caress <laughs> you while we play it okay that sounds good okay and has there been one more game that you have played this week craig one perhaps shitty game a shitty shitty platinum indeed yes well i never actually played it this week to be fair i took one from the vault okay i have played a shitty platinum this week but the the one i played was very much like the one from last week where it was another one of these tap up r1 to platinum games oh is this the one with the nudity it said that. I didn't see any nudity, mm. but I mean... I, it happened so quickly that well, you didn't even notice. The, that's the thing. <laughs> I'd pressed R1 and this thing goes at 100 mile an hour. So, I mean, there could have been flipping oral sex going on and I wouldn't have known about it, to be fair. But it did it did come up with a warning saying there was nudity, but uh, I, didn't, I didn't see any of that. There was certainly a more wet, heaving bosoms on it. Okay. But yeah, it was, an, it was another one of these R1, press R1 to platinum things. So I didn't want to cover another one of them so quickly after we did it last week Mm -hmm. so i decided to take one from the vault so the game i've decided to go with is called memory lane i don't know if you'll remember this no but i remember mcfly did a song called memory lane it was good (laughs) 
the shitty platinum of the week is very <laughs> sacred to me, right? And I do not appreciate a shitty band. <gasps> How dare you? Being brought up. How dare you? McFly were good back in the day. What day? My day. <laughs> back in your day. You're 31. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it. Uh, yes, Memory Lane. I don't know if you remember this, but uh, there was actually... There's, you can get two Platinums for it, both of which I have. Okay. A US and a U- UK version. The second platinum we got for it i think we first did the uk version and then the us one so the us version was actually our at the time three-year-old daughter's first platinum oh god (laughs) what memory lane is is a match to puzzle game do you remember it now no she was so proud of herself oh like the pairs card game oh you just have to match Uh, two yeah, yeah 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 It's developed and published by Playstige. I think it's pronounced Playstige. Okay. And, yep, match two puzzle game. Takes about 15 minutes per platinum. If you get both versions, you can get the the double platinum in 30 minutes. Highly recommended. You, you can't really fail. Like I say, my three-year-old has done this one. It's it's kind of fun. Like, it's it's literally just turning over cards and trying to match two so you do have to have a little bit of memory skill and to be honest I was pretty surprised she was good at it yeah, yeah. like the whole reason I realised wait a minute maybe she'd be able to do this is because I was doing it and I'm like oh, I'd seen that one before and she dad it's the, it's the one in the top right on top left <laughs> I was like right and she so she helped me and then I was like I've got another another platinum to get in this do you want to try it and she sat there and she loved mm-hmm. it she absolutely loved it and had a great time with it. You do, like I say, you do have to have a slight bit of memory skill because each time you turn to and get it wrong, you lose some points, but you gain a lot of points each time you match to. And you have, I think to get the platinum, you have to reach like 30,000 points or something like that. So if you had a dreadful memory and were just awful at it, then I suppose it's possible <laughs> that you might not plan them. But even then, I think eventually... I think eventually you would you you gain so many points for getting one right compared to what you lose for getting one wrong that I think eventually, even if you had dementia, you'd probably get it anyway. Okay. So that's this week's shitty platinum, and I will have a video up because I'll do it on your profile and get you another another platinum. I w- what I would like to say as well though is as much as you are close to double figures and you're. In your platinum journey, uh huh, which has basically been this sh- shitty platinum the last segment. Ten weeks. <laughs> I, uh, I am close to two hundred. Wow. I think on my previous PlayStation account, I think I was at about two hundred and eighty. But back in two thousand and nineteen, the beginning of two thousand and nineteen, I started a new PlayStation account so I could replatinum some old games, and I ended up just basically migrating over to that one like all the time Mm. so it's now at 196 platinum trophies so i'm making a decision at the moment on what i want to make platinum 200 because i don't want it just to be like big boobs number three press r1 to platinum that can't be that's not worthy of platinum 200 okay it needs to be something 
something with a bit of gravitas. I would have liked it to have been that dark side detective, but they've done me over with that. Are you expecting me to buy you another glass trophy for 200 I mean, I'm just dropping in here that okay. Platinum 200's coming up. Obviously, you got me that glass Platinum for 100 mm-hmm. so I may be expecting something. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. I feel like you might be under pressure I know. To, to get something now that this has been recorded. That's true, okay. It's, all I'll say is, it's not a coincidence that I'm alerting you ahead of time that I'm close to 200 <laughs> But you've probably got about a week. Okay, noted. Thank you. Good. As always, there is some news that has came out in the past week, so we will run through some of the most notable items for you and discuss them a little bit as well. So first up, more details have appeared online surrounding Resident Evil Village, most notably the performance of the last-gen versions. On base Xbox One units, the game will run at 900p and 30 frames per second. Base PlayStation 4 consoles are 900p and 45 frames per second. Xbox One X and PlayStation 4 Pro consoles have the option of 1080-60 or 4K-30. Also worth noting is the Xbox Series S, which is Microsoft's entry-level next-gen system, maxes out at 1440p and 45 frames per second. Lots of technical information yes, dumped there. so for the numpties, what does that mean, Craig? It means that both the sort of standard Xbox One and PlayStation 4 versions are not running at great spec. I still think it'll look decent, but 900p is pretty low. Pretty low. Like, I remember back when the Xbox One first came out in 2013, there was a game called Rise, Son of Rome, and it was running at 900p, and people were having kittens mm. because it was that was too low, and that was in 2013. <laughs> well, now, eight years Eight years past that, so I, I still think it'll look good. Like that Rise game looked good then and looks good now as well. So I still think it will look good, but that is pretty low. What else is Should interesting? I maybe play it on that. Maybe won't be so scary. Well, that's that possibility. That's true. That is true. Maybe the the real strange thing is the sort of 45 frames a second i've never really heard of that it's always either 30 or 60 like i'm not that technically minded but from what i understand like a lot like you can either i believe if it's the 45 frames a second i think that's variable so they aim for 45 frames per second but it'll go up and down a bit and i think when when there's changes sometimes it means it's not as smooth as you like a constant 30 frames a second is better than 45 a lot of the time obviously you'd prefer it with 60 because Mm -hmm. it's really smooth but yeah you don't find many games that are that like sort of boast oh 45 frames a second like seems a bit strange I also find it seems a bit strange as well that it's that it's not 60 frames a second on the 
the Xbox Series S. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Like I, I have heard some things about like there's been a lot of complaints about like games that are coming to next gen consoles or current gen consoles, like the PlayStation Five and the Series X. But how these consoles don't have games and they're just better looking versions of the games from last gen. But I've argued that like say Spider Man Miles Morales. That is a different game on PlayStation 5 than it is on PlayStation 4. It's a different game. Like, I had it on both. I played the PlayStation 5 version, and I helped my son with the PlayStation 4 version. And the PlayStation 4 version was difficult to play when I after playing the PlayStation 5 version. Like, it just... It felt like you were watching, like, you know one of those flip books that you, like, through? Like, it just... It was... I thought it was brutal. And I've argued that the PlayStation 5 version was the native version and then they downscaled it to run on PlayStation 4. So technically, to me, it's a PlayStation 5 game, not a PlayStation 4 game that just looks prettier. Mm. And from what I've heard with Resident Evil, it's the same thing. It's been built to run on these next-gen systems and then they've made as much concessions as they've had to to get it to run on the old ones Mm. because they know that it'll sell a lot on that. So that's maybe part of the reason for these weird numbers because it seems like they've maybe had to just right keep lowering it until it runs okay on these old on these older systems. Mm, okay, interesting. We'll just have to play it on all of them and test it out, won't we? Well, it's our game club game of the month, so we should probably play it on at least four systems. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Microsoft have announced their games with gold offerings for May twenty twenty one, and they are as follows: Armelo. Is that how you say it? I've never heard of it, probably. Okay. Dungeons 3, Lego Batman, the video game, and Tropical? Tropical. Tropical 4. Tropical 4, yeah. Folk are pissed off about this. This was another thing that seemed to get people's dander up. They just... Well, folk are never happy about anything, to be fair, but... I think, I mean, these are all, I'd, I've never heard of Armello, I've never heard of Dungeons 3, but, I mean, Lego Batman the video game is at least 10 years old, and Tropical 4, it's a fair age as well, like, Tropical 6 has been out for a year or two, okay. so they are quite old games, but, I don't know, like, I mean, games with gold... Is sort of the equivalent of PlayStation Plus, but not really, because PlayStation Plus is sort of Sony's main offerings for the month of your sort of free games, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. But Xbox care more about what's coming to Game Pass, so you'll always get a better lineup of games coming to Game Pass than to this Games with Gold stuff. So I wasn't, I don't expect much from it. Like to be honest, like I was pretty excited when they talked about. Uh, Lego Batman the video game because we did have that or we do have it on PlayStation 3 but back at the time when that was on PlayStation 3 I'm pretty sure trophies weren't a thing (laughs) so (laughs) I don't think the game on PlayStation is trophy enabled whereas it is achievement enabled on Xbox so I'll happily play through that Mm. like I love Batman I I enjoy the Lego games like great (laughs) so i was quite happy with that and tropical 4 is a good game so yeah people seemed i I sort of put a shout out on twitter and was like what how do you feel about 
these games, what do you feel about the announcement? And most people were quite negative, didn't really, weren't really happy about it. And I saw other various tweets of people just sort of shitting on it, but I think it's all right. Like, you will, when they announce whatever's coming to Game Pass, it'll be better than that. And when they announce the PlayStation Plus games, it'll be better than that. But I don't know, it's better than the last couple of months. Okay, our next piece of news comes via Pure Xbox and they noted that Respawn has made video game history as it's become the first gaming studio to win an Academy Award. The winning question was for Best Documentary, Short Subject, with its work on the Medal of Honor documentary Collect. The film was originally created to tie it into the VR-exclusive Medal of Honor, Above and Beyond, but still manages to paint an emotional viewpoint often lacking from the military shooters we play. Colette may be only 25 minutes long, but its story surrounding 90-year-old Colette, Marin Catherine, who revisits the German concentration camp with where her brother is killed, is truly captivating and harrowing stuff. It's no surprise Respawn took home the award. Yeah, I don't really have that much to say on it, but, I mean, they're right. That is video game history. Like, a, a gaming studio making what is an all-intensive purpose is supposed to be an extended cutscene that's mm. then went and won an Academy Award. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it probably won't be the last either. Like, I feel like these sort of things will maybe happen more often as we, like, we're, we're moving more into that, like, into this sort of sphere of telling better stories and games. And so... Yeah, I, I think I don't think it'll be the last, but it's it's certainly a piece of history that they are the first, and congratulations to them. So indeed, pretty good. Dodge Brawler Knockout City, which launches May twenty first, will be part of EA's subscription service EA Play from day one. Better yet, free access to the game will be available for a limited time, so that curious gamers can sample it. The game can also be brought bought standalone for. $20 or if you enjoy it via EA Play and want to upgrade to the deluxe edition to receive extra outfits, logos etc, you can do so for $10 I like the look of this Yeah <laughs> Like We watched a trailer for mm. it and I think it looks cool My concern is that because it's an online game, mm. everybody's going to be fucking shit hot at it yep. in the space of about two days yep. and so you're going to put it on going, ah, this could be quite fun. And then it's just going to be full of folk panning you in the face with balls. And it won't be fun anymore. Yeah. Like, it looks cool. I'm, I'm not sure that if it's like group play, do you know what I mean? Can you hook up online with some friends and play I it think as a you team? Will. I think you will be able to, yeah. Like that if you could, could get be quite fun. If you could get enough folk together, yeah. Like it, it will. I think it will depend on the player base as well. Like, is there going to be a lot of people playing this? Mm -hmm. The fact that it comes to EA Play, yeah, that helps. Which is part of Game Pass means I think on Xbox it should do quite well. Uh, maybe not as well on PlayStation. Like, I think it's smart that they're bringing it to that service day one mm -hmm. because if you if it was like a full price game, it would die on its ass. And I think EA know that because they had they had a game last year. I think it was last year, it was either last year or the year before, called Rocket Arena, which I never even got around to trying, but again, it looked cool. Not as cool as this, this mm -hmm. does look really good, but uh, they had a game called Rocket Arena, and they wanted to charge full price for it, and 
nobody bought it. Mm-hmm. So the few people that did were struggling to find matches, they yeah. were struggling. So within two weeks, like the game was like £40, and within two weeks it was on sale for like 9 99 because they were trying to up the player base. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, these people that paid £40 were like, fuck you. Yeah. Fucking can I get a game of this game that I've paid for because nobody else bought it. And now you're offering it for a, th- a quarter of the price. And then about two weeks after that, it was on that service. But by that point, it's die was cast and nobody gave a shit anymore. But so I think they've thought, right, from the offset, let's just give this the best chance. And... I saw a few previews for it, like uh, people that played it at preview events, or uh, I mean, these all these preview events are sort of over the internet now. But they had had a chance to play it and said it was really fun. Like the gameplay apparently is really good, so it's promising. Yeah, definitely. We'll definitely be checking that out in a few weeks' time. Next up, CBC's Go Public published two pages from an internal FIFA 21 document that discusses the company's approach to Ultimate Team, the controversial mode whose loot boxes have been labelled gambling. Quote, Ultimate Team is the cornerstone and we are doing everything we can to drive players there. A bullet point close to the top of the document says, another leaked page from the document contains the line, quote, all roads lead to Ultimate Team and reveals EA's plan to funnel players towards Ultimate Team from other modes. Go Public reports that the insider leaked the document because, quote, he and others he knows who work on video games don't feel good about projects that include loot boxes. We can't really do anything about it because at the end of the day, the company is trying to make money and satisfy investors. For years, they've been able to act with a layer of plausible deniability. Let me say again. For years, they've been able to act with a layer of plausible deniability that Insider is quoted as saying. Yet in their internal documents, they're saying, this is our goal, we want want people driven to the card pack mode. EA has denied that they are pushing players to loot boxes and have called the leaks sensationalised. Aye, well they would, wouldn't Uh, they? (laughs) There's basically two pages been leaked of them in their evil lair saying... Let's get everybody on loot boxes. Let's get them hooked. Yes. Let's funnel all their money out their bank account. And then it's been leaked out and they've had to go, no, no, that wasn't serious. That was a joke. No, no, we're not. We're not like that. I, you are. I, you are. <sighs> I mean, it's it's nothing people don't know, I suppose. Like FIFA, it's not just FIFA, it happens in Madden, it happens in, happens in a lot of EA games, especially their sports games. They have these card pack modes and like Ultimate Team especially is huge. Mm. Like I'm pretty sure I saw a thing saying that EA make more off Ultimate Team than they do off anything else. Like millions and millions every year off this thing. And like... <sighs> This isn't going to be a popular thing to say, but I live in the real world. Like, if I was in charge of EA and people were rabid for a card pack mode, like, what what would you do? Like, you're trying to run a company and people are willing to spend all this money on packs for Ultimate Team. Are you then going to go... Aye, but we probably shouldn't. Never mind. I mean, yeah, they do have a social responsibility, though, at the end of the day. And if... They do, but they've also got investors mm-hmm. that they have to answer to. Mm-hmm. And if they've got all these investors going, 
uh, you could be making four times your revenue by selling these card packs. Why are you not doing that? Like, I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Like, you're right. There's a social responsibility there, and I don't like they should not be. The, the, the main problem I have with it is that a lot of these people that are buying these cards are kids. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, it is a form of gambling, and it should, at the very least, be you've got to be 18 to do this. Yeah, they should have mechanism in place to sort of, yeah, like you say, filter out children and make sure that those purchasing, you know, are aware, you know. Yeah, and obviously it's the parents that have been lulled into paying mm, this for the kids. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, EA saying it's sensationalised. No, it's not. Like, y- y- it's... It's, that's what you're doing. The worrying thing that I saw in that article was when it says it reveals EA's plan to funnel players towards Ultimate Team from other modes. Now, Andy spoke about this in the past, and I have as well. Like, I play my football games, whether it be some years it's PES, some years it's FIFA. I play them for the career mode, for the Master League mode. Like, when you take a team and it's offline and you play multiple seasons, you're trying to get into Europe, you're trying to do the Champions League, all this sort of stuff, like that's the only thing I play in these football games. I do not want advertisements or something trying to funnel me into Ultimate Team when I'm playing career mode. Mm. And that's sort of what that's hinting at. Yeah. Like, fuck off. I've just paid for your game. Like, I don't I don't need your advertisements. Get out, my, get out of my sight. Mm. So that's worrying. I think that was worrying. Because they haven't done that so far, to my knowledge. I don't ever remember being led towards Ultimate Team from another mode. But if that comes in, that would be really annoying. How are you getting on with your Euro Panini sticker book? I'm buying the stickers faster than I can open them. I've still got about 15 or 20 unopened packs. Wow. Uh, I really need to to sit down and sit down and open them all. How many doubles you got so far? Only about fifteen. Okay. Ten or fifteen. No probably not even as many as fifteen. Not that many. But I have still got loads of packs to open. Like I was talking about earlier, like I'm really enjoying that Tacoma FD, so sticking that on <laughs> and opening some packs of stickers just sounds like that sounds like a night right there. What a sad man you are. Yep. I don't even have a comeback. <laughs> I, I was going to come out with a smart remark, but it would it would just be. I deserve it. I deserve it. Okay. And yep, second last up. According to various sources, the next Forza Horizon game may be set in Mexico. Among others, Jeff Gubb, an Xbox Insider, reported that the game won't be set in Japan as previously thought. As of this recording, the game has not been formally announced. Yeah, it's it's no surprise to hear this sort of starting to heat up. We've been I've been saying since the end, tail end of last year that I, I think there is a Forza Horizon game coming this year. I think there will be one this fall when I think it was Phil Spencer talked about the next mainline Forza game. He said it was early in development, so that's not coming out until probably late 2022 I would imagine and I think they will want to bridge the gap so I think we will see another Forza this year probably announced either in the next month or two or they might hold off for E3 
I think we, we might I think we might get a teaser that it's coming and then a full reveal at E3 mm-hmm. since E3 is only about seven weeks away and then they could just announce that it's coming later this year but Mexico sounds quite cool yeah. like the, the the reports before of Japan like I think they could have like the sort of architecture around like traveling around an open world Japan could have been really cool. I would have really liked that, but Mexico's also yeah, interesting. Equally, like they've, I yeah. uh, like it. I, I like them going. Like I don't know for so long, all these games. It was always like, oh, what state in America are they going to put it in? Like, I'm sick of that. Like the the fact that Forza Horizon Four was in the UK was a nice change of pace. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Japan, Mexico, go further afield. Like that's what I want. Mm-hmm. And they're always great games, so. Yes. Okay, and last up, Xbox has currently a pretty great sale on the go with the likes of Assassin's Creed Odyssey at 70% off, Battlefield 5 at 80% off, and Metro Last Night Redux. Redux? Metro Last Light Redux. Metro Last Light Redux at 85% off, and even recently released Paradise Lost receiving a 35% discount. So yeah, go and check that out. Yeah, pretty decent sale, to mm. be fair. I was interested to see Paradise Lost already getting a, a 35% discount. That game only came out about a month ago. So we quite liked it as well. We reviewed it on the website. I thought it was pretty good. Well well worth a well worth a playthrough, I would say. It's quite short as well. So if you can get it at a discount, I would I would recommend that. The the Metro Last Light Redux, like 85% off doesn't almost do it justice. It's £2.39. Mm-hmm. And by all accounts, I haven't played it, but by all accounts, it's a really good game. The only annoying thing is that it's actually the second game in the series. So the first game is Metro 2033, then there was Metro Last Light, and then the most recent one, which came to last-gen systems was Metro Exodus. So annoyingly, while Metro Last Light is £2.39, you would be jumping in in the second game mm. and the first one still is £15. So it's a wee bit... Sneaky. A wee bit sneaky, sneaky. A wee bit sneaky. This won't be useful if you're, if you're only an Xbox gamer, but I think... The first two games, so Last Light and 2033, I think both of them are, or certainly were previously on PlayStation Now. So it might be worth looking about because you might be able to get it on one of the services if you're a, an avid gamer and have everything. <laughs> cool. Okay, so before we finish up, our pick of the week, what we recommend in our fellow gamers play this coming week? Returnal. Ooh. It has to be Returnal. It's, mm. the, it's the big game this week. Reviews aren't out yet, but there was previews come out late, late last week and people are losing their shit about it. Okay, uh, so for anyone who hasn't heard of the game, can you tell us a little bit about it? Yep, I'll read the spiel from PlayStation themselves. After crash landing on this shape-shifting world, Celine must search through a brazen landscape of an ancient civilization for her escape. Isolated and alone, she finds herself fighting tooth and nail for survival. Again and again, she's defeated, forced to restart her journey every time she dies. 
alright, eh? Mm-hmm. Most of the time when you die, you're dead. But she just restarts her journey. <laughs> Sounds alright. So basically, it's a roguelike game. Uh, you venture out, take on enemies. When you die, you restart. But the world's procedurally generated, so it's different each time. So there certainly will be a lot of replayability in it. I... We spoke, so we spoke about this last week. I don't know. This isn't usually my type of game, mm. but it also is the biggest exclusive of the year so far. And so, like, the only fair way I really had for doing it was, like, if it gets over an 84 in Metacritic, I will cover it for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, I, I think I would like it. I do think I would like it, but I'm I'm sort of unsure whether to jump on. So I felt like the only fair way was to sort of put a number on it. And if it gets over a certain number, right, I'll jump in. But it's definitely going to be the pick of the week. Like, it's, it is slim pickings this week, to be fair. And that is head and shoulders the biggest game coming out. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, and just to wrap things up, some feedback from our listeners. Barry has wrote in, quite simply... PS3 or 360? It's a tough one. That is a tough one. I probably played more of the 360 than the PlayStation 3. Like, if I added up my hours on both mm-hmm. over the course, I probably played more on the 360, but I think I slightly preferred the PlayStation 3 because of Uncharted and The Last of Us. Like, mm. those games were just fucking brilliant. <laughs> like, they can't be touched. Like, Xbox and the 360 era had so many good exclusives. Like, Alan Wake, I fucking love that game. But nothing beats Uncharted and and Last of Us. Like, and the likes of Heavy Rain, like, even that. Like, I just, mm. I loved those games. So, I would go... I would go PlayStation 3, but a lot of the time if a game came out on both, I played it on 360 because even though the PlayStation 3 was like a little bit more powerful, games ran better on the 360 and it had a better controller. So it's a bit of a cop-out answer because I played the 360 (laughs) more, but just because of the exclusives kind of talked to me more, probably PlayStation 3. Okay. Did Did you play much of either? I never had either. Although I suppose you had both because like we, we got together well, in 2010. Yeah, so yeah. But personally, we would, I never owned. Yeah, I see you just played whatever. Like, if there was a game, like when certain games come out, you would play them, but you'd play it on whatever, yeah. whatever, I don't really whatever me- we had it on. Yeah, but I don't really remember playing as much of the 360, to be honest. I feel it was mostly PlayStation 3. Well, yeah. See, to be fair, a lot of, like, I, I played the 360 a lot more early in the generation and then later on in the generation more certainly more playstation mm. 3 than 360 mm. like but it was like you're talking like uncharted 1 was 2007 but like i think uncharted 2 was 2010 so that was when we got together mm-hmm. and then uncharted 3 was like 2012 and then last of us was 2013 and then like heavy rain was was in like kind of 2010 as well so a lot of those kind of exclusives that really that i really did love were later on in the generation that was when sony really started to hit their stride mm-hmm. so i think by that point we were more more on the playstation and i mean how many xboxes did we go through oh yeah quite a lot Remember that? Remember, I had to go to that weird guy's house 
and he was like he had like a he's like we're trying to fix an xbox and um he was like was one of my friends was like i just go to this guy's house and i'm like right and it was this like 45 year old guy that lived with his parents and like i remember going in and he was like uh, I I've got the workshop up in the up in the loft and he pulled down this ladder. Like you'd went to your friends or something like that. And I remember texting you being like, if I don't make it out of here alive, <laughs> like this is the address. I'm up in this guy's loft. And he's got like uh I had to like replace the Xbox disk drive, but it didn't fit because the, it was like they'd made there was like a new version of the Xbox. Um it was like the Xbox Slim. But the hard drive, but I needed a replacement hard drive, and the only uh, no, sorry, a replacement disc drive, and the only disc drive he had was from the original style of Xbox. But he was like, "No, no, I can file it down." It's like, <laughs> "What? Like, I'm good with technology, and I'm like, you can't file it down. What are you talking about?" And he was like, "No, no, you can file it down." I was like, "Right." So we went up into his loft, and he's got this uh, disc drive and a vice, oh right? And he's got a, and he's fucking like filing the thing down and I'm like ah, mate that's not going to work you can't just do that to, <laughs> to electronics and he's like no no I do it all the time it works fine and it worked like he filed it down until it fitted wow. and then put it in and then he was like oh, he was a weird guy he was like uh, you wouldn't be able to drive me to this location would you and I'm like no and he was like why why do you want to go to that location and he was like no, no reason. I'm like, ah, he's definitely looking for drugs or something. Like, ah, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. And then we bailed <laughs> fast. Weird guy. Okay. Okay, and last up, Andy wrote in, not our Andy, what, what are your hype levels for the Mass Effect trilogy remaster? Zero for me. Until today, close to zero. For okay. me, it's not a game that I'm, I have fond memories of or I'm very interested in. Back at the time, because Mass Effect 2 was like the biggest thing ever when it released, I remember trying it and I got about an hour in and I was just like, what is this nonsense? Like, again, I hadn't played the first game. It's a game, it's an RPG set in space. I, I'm not that keen on space stuff just now, but back... 10 years ago I was very against it and so I got as far as the first combat section and it just the shooting just didn't feel great and I was like nah I'm I'm done and I moved on never gave it a second thought but they are releasing uh, the remasters I can't remember what it's called but they are releasing the remasters I think in about two weeks three weeks and earlier today just to kind of gauge opinions i put a tweet up saying asking people what was they thought was the best story ever told in a game and for me the answer would probably be last of us like i think that's just an epic story told in a game red dead redemption 2 would be another good one there's lots of good examples but uh it was surprising to me how many people came back to me and said the mass effect trilogy like, I don't know if that's just, it's maybe in their heads because it's coming out again soon or whether it just, like, I've heard a lot of people say it as a really, a really good story. So that actually got me a little bit more hyped for it. Like, the amount of people that came back and said Mass Effect, best story in gaming ever, mm. made me be like, should I give this another try? <laughs> Should, did I 
dead eye and my anti-space bias <laughs> with like just dismiss this far too quickly and the answer's probably yes yeah, probably. so i was at maybe two percent interested and i'm now i'm now at about 30 percent right well that's quite if i was jump. to put if i was to put a number on it that's quite the jump isn't it <laughs> Okay, that sums us up for this week. As always, do join us on Twitter for some more gaming chat. We love to hear from you and chat all things gaming. We will, of course, be back next week for another episode. We'll be discussing the Mortal Kombat movie, so watch it if you've not already. And we will leave any links that we've discussed in our website page as well. Yes, and I will have the shitty platinum video up and also i didn't get a chance to play it in time for this week's podcast but i'm going to leave you with a little a little sneaky peek i have access to a game i've sent a code for a game called hobo tough life right wow which is about a homeless person who's had a tough life Mm -hmm. and it's an rpg now normally these games are of very low quality but i looked into this one a bit and it looks really interesting you basically start as a homeless guy and you've got fuck all to your name because you're homeless and so you go about and you have to like scavenge stuff and try to survive and the whole aim of the game is to last 30 days on day 15 i think it is there's like a snowstorm so you have to be adequately equipped by day 15 to survive that you have like a like a cold meter and like a as well as like a health meter so you've got like a health meter a cold meter so if you get too cold then you'll start to like progressively lose health because you're too cold or if you get too warm like it, it seems really interesting mm-hmm. so i'm going to do a let's play of it okay. because it just just seems so different like mm-hmm. uh i'm excited to do it but i haven't had a chance as of this recording but later this week i will i'll do a let's play of it whether it's going to be a live stream or a video on demand i'm not sure but that'll be up as well sounds good so yeah we can look forward to that as well talk to you next week goodbye the pure dead gaming podcast